KUCI. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Welcome to KUCI. You're listening to, to 88.9 FM, uh, KUCI in Irvine, and uh, this is Countdown UCI, and I'm your host, Dmitry Konitsky, and uh, on the show, I talk about... Uh I talk about all things UCI and UCI-related, and uh, today is a phenomenal show. I have a phenomenal guest, and the guest today is uh, Dean of uh, UCI Continuing Education and Head of UCI Extension, uh, Gary Matkin, and uh, he's going to be on with us in the second half of the show talking about uh, the UCI Extension program and how you can benefit from it and uh, what role it plays in the university overall. Uh, for now, I do have some small bits of news, and uh, it hasn't been a particularly eventful week, though um, yesterday the library did catch on fire, um, sort of. Not, not particularly, but I, uh, I went there, and uh, they closed it for the rest of the day because uh, apparently there was some smoke, and uh, some smoke near the library, I think, on the, on the perimeter, and it got in the windows and really scared the bejesus out of people. And, uh, yeah, they had to close it uh, for the rest of the day. So I think that was, that was slightly exciting. Um, but... Uh, Something I wanted to talk about is, I know I talk a lot about uh, student government news because I am heavily involved in student government and um, I'm somewhat of an insider to it. And uh, so I think a relatively important, significant thing that happened uh, this past week is uh, that the ASUCI, that's the undergraduate student government, um, passed uh, a resolution titled uh, Against Criminalization of Peaceful Protest. And um, honestly, I was a little hesitant to talk about this because this is, once again, one of those times when the Irvine 11 just will not die. And uh, it's continuing to stay in the news, and it's uh, slightly upsetting. But... Um, Hey, what can you do? And so I'm going to talk about it because, you know, it's, I think this is significant enough. Um, I, the, the, the resolution is short enough that I can read all of it on air, and uh, I'm going to. Um, so it's titled, once again, Against Criminalization of Peaceful Protests, and um, it says the following. Whereas February 8, 2010, the University of California, Irvine Political Science Department and School of Law welcomed Israel Ambassador to the U.S. Michael Oren to discuss U.S.-Israel relations, whereas 11 students in the audience stood up and vocally expressed their opposing opinion and protest of Ambassador Michael Oren, whereas UC students uh, and two UC 
Riverside students and the rest of UC Irvine felt uh, the need to voice their opinions in a peaceful manner, whereas the students were escorted from the room voluntarily without any assistance, whereas law enforcement officers proceeded to arrest the 11 students, whereas Michael Oren was able to finish his scheduled speech, whereas the university seeks to provide a, quote, quality education that fosters the passionate and enthusiastic expansion of knowledge, whereas UCI, as a public university, serves a platform for the exchange of diverse ideas, cultures, and political ideology among students, faculty, and administration, whereas the administration and the Office of Student Conduct are a discipline the 11 students, as well as the Muslim Student Union, whereas months after the students were disciplined by the Office of Student Conduct, the Orange County District Attorney, Tony... Rakakus, that's less important, uh, proceeded to charge the 10 students... Whereas each of the students were charged with two misdemeanor counts and all ten defendants in the Irvine 11 case have been found guilty of disturbing a public meeting and engaging in a conspiracy to do so. Whereas American Civil Liberties Union stated, even if protests on college campuses occasionally cross a line from protected speech into conduct, prosecutors cannot selectively intervene to punish students who say things they do not like. Whereas students reserve the right to peacefully advocate for their belief and should have a safe place on a public campus campus to do so. Uh, let it be resolved that ASUCI oppose the criminalization of peaceful student protesters. Let it further be resolved that ASUCI commits to protect the rights of students and their rights to express an opinion, political or otherwise, even though these opinions may be controversial. Let it further be resolved that we are in support of the Irvine 11's right to protest and hold the OCDA accountable for wrongful prosecution, uh, for wrongfully prosecuting students for peaceful protests and democratic participation. Um, so I was actually there when the Legislative Council passed this resolution, and it's fairly rare for council to pass something the same day it's introduced, usually it gets sent to committee, and then it goes through a lot of uh, bureaucratic hooplas. And um, the reason that this got passed so quickly, and in fact it got passed unanimously with a 15 uh, I, no nays, and no abstentions, is uh, because there were easily 20, 30 representatives from the Muslim Student Union there who were very vocal in in their support for this legislation, which I think in a way seems obvious why they would be vocal because uh, of the Muslim Student Union's uh, participation and in, in this protest, which has been established. I don't think it's any more secret. It hasn't been for, you know, year over a year. Um, and uh, I don't necessarily have a comment on this. I think it's uh, it's nice that they passed this. I think it's nice that um, nonviolent protests should not be prosecuted outside of the university student conduct processes themselves. I think it's a little ridiculous. I think um, I think a lot of things have been said about it that I don't need to express anymore. But this. I officially had an episode a couple of weeks ago where I ostensibly put the nail in the coffin of the Irvine 11 story, and I would really have liked that to be so. I'm really in the mood to never hear about them again, but here they are, uh, and here is this legislation, which uh, was significant. It landed itself on the front page of the campus uh, university, the new university, which, by the way, unrelated note, uh, I hope uh, some of you have picked up the new U and saw my ad on the second page. I took out a half-page ad for Countdown UCI because I think... I do a somewhat okay show, and I like uh, more students to listen to it. Uh, but that's unrelated. Uh, so 
Yeah, uh, the story just doesn't seem to be able to die. However, um, perhaps I'm encouraging it by reporting on it. Nonetheless, I want to tell my audience that I will try to get somebody from the Muslim Student Union on Countdown UCI to come and talk to me about this. Uh, not just this legislation, but to come and do maybe a full half-hour show. Not not second half-hour, but um, not, not second part of half-hour, but a full half-hour show about the Muslim Student Union. I think they are such a misunderstood organization, and I'm, I don't want to comment positively or negatively on them in any way. However, they're just not – they're, in a way, um, a lot of students see them as outsiders. I don't think that's any kind of secret. I think you pass them uh, on Ring Road, and uh, they, the, the MSU has a bit of a sanctuary spot uh, near the Gateway Commons, and um, they often are tabling on Ring Road. And uh, I just I don't have any friends who are in the MSU, and I don't know very many people who know other people who are in the MSU. And uh, in a way... They're they're clearly they're visibly uh, a minority. There's a difference sociologically speaking between minorities who blend in very well and minorities who stand out, and uh, perhaps uh, partly genetically, partly by choice. Um, members of the Muslim Student Union uh, do stand out a little bit. They, um, I guess they they look different, and uh, by choice they they wear. Uh, many of them uh, wear Muslim clothing of some sort. Uh, at least can be identified, I think, as Muslim, Muslim clothing. But now I'm going in a direction that probably is going to lead me into some sort of um, not exactly politically correct speech, even though I have absolutely no problems with the MSU. Other than the fact that I will say that they are very much uh, not... Uh, I think they're... To a degree, outsiders, like I said at, at, at the beginning, I would very much like to get somebody from the MSU to come and uh, tell me random things about their organization, where they meet, what they talk about, uh, what some of the um, what, what some of the things they care most about are as a, a campus organization, um, how many people there are in the MSU, etc. It's just it's an important part of campus and. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody that knows anybody from the MSU, and I'd like to get some sort of window into their subculture at UC Irvine. Um, on some, in uh, some more news that I wanted to talk about, uh, Eric Larson, not sure if you guys know who that is, but Eric Larson is this wonderful guy who uh, set a world record for being the first man to go to the South Pole, the North Pole, and Mount Everest in one year. And um, yesterday, he was here at UCI doing a speech at the Student Center, sponsored by none other than ASUCI Speakers and Debate Series. And um, it was really fascinating. I think... Every time I, I have something to do when a Speakers and Debate Series speaker comes, and every time I, I tell myself that I, would, I should rather be studying, doing other things, and I usually, since I'm in the office, the student government office a lot, I get, I get dragged into going anyway. And I have not once had a time where I haven't been thankful that 
I did get dragged into it, and I did, and I did go. It, they're always just phenomenal. Um, I think last year the one that really stood out was the pornography debate. Uh, that was with. Um, I'm forgetting the names at this point. Um, this is the short, kind of round uh, guy that holds uh, the record for the most porno videos, movies ever made. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking of first name Jeremy. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was just uh, that was a phenomenal debate. Uh, that, uh, it was him and a feminist debating about whether pornography should be and continue to be, you know, um, not uh, stigmatized. Whether whether pornography is an okay thing, etc. And I think they just had a phenomenally intellectual debate. I think. Um, all of the all of the speakers and the speakers and debate series have been phenomenal, and Eric Larson from um, yesterday really was no exception. And he gave a very inspirational speech. I think he's doing a lot to actually save the polls and uh, to bring awareness to those issues. And uh, the next speakers and debate speaker who will be on campus will be on November 14th, 6 p.m. at the Brand Event Center. The event is titled "The Apathy Myth," and it's with. T.J. Sullivan. I don't exactly know who that is, but the um, the description for the event is encouraging student leaders to take risks, try new idea, try new ideas, ignite passion in their in their student organizations. So I really think this should appeal to a whole lot of UCI students. We have something like over 500 campus organizations, student campus organizations, on at UCI and. Um, I think leaders from all of those should come. Uh, all of these events are just phenomenal. Um, so that's about it for my news segment. Um, if uh, any of you noticed, uh, my co-host Jack Pan has, isn't here in the studio with me. And he had other things to take care of. I guess I'm just not that important. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, a couple of things I wanted to mention before we go on break. Uh, please look for my blog on myucirvine.com. Um, they have a phenomenal website for UCI News, and I think it um, has the potential of rivaling the new university and other established campus news sources. So we're going to take a quick quick break. When we come back, um, I'll be on with uh, Dean of Continu- UCI Dean of Continuing Education and the head of the UCI Extension Program, Dean Gary Matkin. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. If you've seen Colin Firth in the new movie The King's Speech, you know that stuttering is no laughing matter. If you stutter or know someone who does, visit the nonprofit Stuttering Foundation for free online resources, services, and support at www.stutteringhelp.org. That's stuttering.help.org. Or call us at 800-992-9392. That's 800-992-9392.
Greetings, KUCI listeners. This is Sheldon Abbott with KUCI, thanking you for your past support. Our upcoming fund drive runs November 1st through November the 8th. KUCI's financial support has been reduced 20% through university budget cuts, so we really need your help here. Basic donation is $20, but any amount will be appreciated. And to thank you for these donations, we have many premiums to choose from. And when you make a pledge of 35 or more, you can choose from the online list of CDs, concert tickets, or quality vintage T-shirts. KUCI T-shirts are in abundance. Pledge by credit card today online at KUCI.org or call us now at 949-824-5824. That's 949-UCI-KUCI. Thank you for your continued support. We couldn't do it without you. And we're back. Uh, the time is 4.17, and you're listening to Countdown UCI on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And uh, I am joined by Dean Matkin, who has been patiently waiting this time by amusing himself, look, looking through the huge collection of CDs in the studio. Find anything interesting? I haven't found one name I recognize. So. Yeah, the... the um, Louis Black I recognize. Mm-hmm. The station is known for underground music, which essentially means... Very much that it's it's people you're not going to recognize. <laughs> right. So what do you do at UCI and what is your role? Uh, my role is to be in charge of University Extension, Summer Session, and the Distance Learning Center here on the campus. Mm-hmm. My title is Dean of those three things. Mm-hmm. And so generally we're dealing with continuing education, people outside the university, and then, of course, undergraduates inside the university with Summer Session. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the biggest one of those uh, three? University Extension and Summer Session are about the same, although there's different metrics. We, summer Session serves over half of the UCI student body every summer. That is, over half of the student body, undergraduate student body, take a course on campus, at least one course on campus every summer. So that's the traditional campus courses. And then um, about the same size in terms of budget, is uh, continuing education mm-hmm. where we serve the, the Orange County community and also international communities with education that goes beyond the degree. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, my roommate right now is a Russian international student and he's taking a business certificate program of, of international business and uh, he's enjoying it a lot. Um, how long have you been in charge of, um, of these three? Here at UCI, I've been here 11 years, mm-hmm. but before that, I spent 27 years on the UC Berkeley campus in Extension. Mm-hmm. Did you run Extension at UC Berkeley? I, I, I left there as associate dean, so I, mm-hmm. I ran the uh, academic program. But your Russian friend is a, is a case in point. Every year, we serve about 4,000 international students who come to our campus and take courses like the one your, your roommate is taking. That is, a, is what we call an accelerated certificate program. It's designed to help people who have already graduated from their own country, their university in their own country, to come here and polish off their education with more business, uh, business education that's sort of geared to the U.S., mm-hmm. or perhaps even engineering courses in telecommunication systems and so forth. So we serve both the local community and also a worldwide community. Did you say 4,000 just international students? Just international students. In UCI Extension? With UCI Extension, exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's a very large uh, group, and I'm sure 
all of your classmates have run into them on our campus. They're all over the place. That's I, I would not have guessed that it's, it's that much. I, I've heard a lot of things about international students from my from my Russian friend because um, he, he he's told me that a lot of students from Saudi Arabia and yes. and a lot of a lot of international students come to UCI Extension because it is actually globally recognized. Some of these programs and they can take these certificates and actually have them be a recognized thing around the globe, which it really blew my mind. Yeah, it's a, it's a story. I've, I've traveled in Europe this summer, and I traveled with a UCI sh- T-shirt mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and people would come and say, hey, I, I know UCI. And uh, so it was really interesting that in many places, because of extension, that's, that's how UCI gets known. That's incredible. How many students are there total? How many students does this extension serve? We, we serve year? about 35,000 per year, just 35, an extension. 35,000? Yes. Uh, wow. That includes uh, our international students, but it also includes, on the other end of the spectrum, the members of our, our Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, which is a learning co-op of about 700 uh, people who get together every year and decide what they want to learn, get their own classrooms, get their own teachers, mm-hmm. and they, they belong to, they, they're interested in extending their, their education beyond their retirement years. Wow. This is, this is all phenomenal, I think. Um, I didn't realize the scope of this program, uh, and especially of, of extension, 35,000 students. That's more than we have undergraduates. Yes, but it's not the same exact thing, because I'm talking about 35,000 people who enroll in at least one class. Right, it wouldn't be course. 45 units, no, of, of course. course. But, but I, I, the point that you're making, you're allowing me to make a great point, which is that once you graduate from UCI, mm-hmm. we're still there. Mm-hmm. We're there to help you further yourself in your career, in your in your special interests, photography, you mentioned wine appreciation, mm-hmm. uh, uh, appraisal studies, uh, to further your professional to career, get into a new career, and finally, if you're still interested in education after all that, to go into the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute and continue your education into your retirement. Mm-hmm. So um, let's back up a little bit. How long has, has Extension been around? Uh, because... Well, actually, I know the answer, but I wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> the first, uh, the first uh, course with the name UCI on it, UC Irvine on it, was uh, um, produced in about 1961 at Garden Grove High School mm-hmm. when the Clark Kerr, then the president of the university, asked UCLA Extension to begin putting uh, 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 co- continuing education courses on in, <clears throat> in, uh, in, in the Orange County as a sort of an mm-hmm. advanced guard of the campus that was going to be built here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm guessing it's expanded a lot. I did, I did it. When did the kind of exotic courses like wine connoisseurship come come around into extension? Is it is it recent? Well, it's, it's hard to get people to define define maybe exotic for mm-hmm. what 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 some people would say, but what is exotic. Some people would say is normal. So, for instance, at Berkeley. We sometimes had professors that say, why is Berkeley offering a w- course in wine tasting? And mm-hmm. then, of course, that was the course that most of the professors wanted complimentary enrollments in. So, <laughs> it, you know, people are people. People mm-hmm. have an education. What's happening in our country, I think, is that education and, and life are blurring. Mm-hmm. We're now get, taking education on the subway, in our mobile mm-hmm. phones. We can do our education any time of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and we can uh, entertain ourselves any time. Everything is merging, and so we're sort of going along with that trend and trying to serve the whole person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So 
something I was curious about is UCI Extension on campus as a facility is um, quite small. Are the are the classes all around campus in 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 other buildings? Do you somehow fit? <coughs> me. Do you somehow fit thirty five thousand people uh, every year in those ten fifteen classrooms Be- over at uh, Mesa Courts or Middle Earth side of campus? No. Um- because most of our students are working adults in the mm-hmm. community, they come to us at night, and so mm-hmm. we use the classroom facilities here in the evening mm-hmm. uh, on s- assignment from the from the from the uh, university, and we we do have classrooms around our area there, but we also have classrooms in the humanities building and so forth. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of um, admission process to getting into any of these classes? Generally, no. We are open enrollment, and that's part of our tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, university of California. Obviously, it's an academically top-notch, maybe even elite institution, but at our, at our heart, we're a land-grant and a public university, mm-hmm. and so we're really interested in serving the public, and the public isn't served if they have to go through all kinds of forms to get into one of our classes. Mm-hmm. So... Um Something else I wanted to talk about was the 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 money side of uh, of UCI Extension because um, this is one of the programs that that doesn't say routinely offer money uh, monetary scholarships uh, etc right. and which I think is great in terms of uh, getting money into into UCI. Um, I know you've you've mentioned that that extension is self-supporting. It, does it also feed back into the uh, feed money back into the university? In in times like these, where the university is really hurting for money, the the answer is definitely yes. Mm-hmm. We are we're producing a sur- a small surplus every year that's that's going back into the into the campus. But the the, the main our main role is not as a and we're not is is not as a revenue generator and. And that's not our role now. It's 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 always been service to the community. If we can uh, build very positive relationships with people in our community, that's an investment that will pay off to us. If we can mm-hmm. serve your classmates when they graduate from here with courses that are relevant to their lives and help them advance themselves or improve themselves, that's what we want the university to be seen as doing. And we get all kinds of benefits from that. Political support, uh, uh, sh- certainly donations, uh, other things that, that in goodwill that come to us naturally as a result of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, how, easy it is, it, how easy is it for UCI students to take these classes, and is there any sort of discount for UCI students? I know I had a friend who um, is a undergraduate student, and he saw some certificate program that he thought could really lighten up his uh, resume. And um, I remember him telling me that, that he called, and, and this seemed like a strange question to the people who uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they had to confirm with a superior. Right. What's 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 uh, interesting about that is that be- most of our courses, although they are credit courses, they're mm-hmm. approved by the academic senate. They carry unit credit and so forth. You get a grade on a U- university extension transcript. They are not degree credit. So, mm-hmm. with unless you have special permission from your faculty or from mm-hmm. your dean, you cannot apply extension courses toward your degree. Of course. So that sort of pushes people out. But we have mm-hmm. been trying recently to, to get some of our degree programs to articulate with the degrees or at least to form a clear pathway from, a, say, a biological sciences major into clinical trials management or into medical product development or something like that. So mm-hmm. because most of our, pro, most of our 
our, our certificate programs uh, are really postgraduate programs. They're they're not undergraduate programs at all. Of course. Uh, the the one your your uh, roommate is taking in business and management may be may have a couple courses in the undergraduate, might be at an undergraduate level, but most of these are are, are uh, mm -hmm. graduate level courses. Mm -hmm. What's currently the most popular program in UCI Extension? Well, one of the most popular program for years has been project management. Mm -hmm. We have a certificate in project management. Almost any professional field needs some form of project management, whether it's construction or software engineering or business or whatever. And so that's been really a, a tremendous uh, uh, stable product for us. Also, all those products that have certifications like uh, paralegal, mm -hmm. uh, personal financial planning, uh, project management again. Those ki those sorts of things that you take a test and you get certified. Mm -hmm. We also have one in, in uh, appraisal studies in the fine and decorative arts. With that certificate in your hand, you can go and get a license to become a appraiser of, of oils or rugs or something like that. So um, it's uh, we're we're serving as that middle gap between a bachelor's degree and a graduate degree. Mm -hmm. And sometimes 40% of the people that take our courses are already have a graduate degree. They come back to change their direction a little bit or brush up their knowledge. My last question, and uh, we're quickly running out of time, but recently I think it's becoming more and more common to be suspect of advertisements for any kind of university programs due to your DeVries and your University of Phoenix's. How is UCI Extension different? And if you had one thing that you'd like all the people out on the 405 and the 5 freeway currently waiting in traffic to know about Extension, uh, what would that be? Well, uh, the main thing is that UCI, UC Irvine is our banner. We, if we don't uphold the quality of UCI and the University of California, then we're not in business. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, that is basically our standard. The, the standard is set for us by the faculty of this university, and my, the professionals that work in our, in our organization understand that very clearly. Well, thank you. Uh, thank, you for, thank you so thank much you for your Dimitri. time. Thanks a lot. Uh, so we're out of time. Coming up next is Our Digital Future with Zeba. I just uh, wanted to mention that you should, uh, if you enjoyed the show, find me on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash countdownuci, and my website is countdownuci.com. Next week is Director of Parking here at UCI, Ron Fleming, and uh, he's a very big man on campus. And if any, any student or anybody in the community wants to have me ask a question of Ron, then uh, you can go ahead and email that question to countdownuci at kuci.org and uh, I'll make sure to ask Ron about it. So thank you for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for our digital future.